Here's the thing. Anytime you talk about a sensitive topic, like guys and girls, someone is not going to like something you're going to say. And um, at the light of being controversial, and I get that might be the case in this episode, I'm going to say this stuff anyway, because I see, and we're all seeing if we're paying attention, an epidemic happening in our Muslim marriages. So today we're going to go into it, whether everybody sits well with it or not, what guys want and what they don't want. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast where we are talking about everything that the modern Muslim is going through, but bringing us back to the Quran and Sunnah, keeping us centered. And so that means everything, everything from relationships to personal, you know, gains and goals that you're trying to reach and um, different emotional things that you might be going through or difficult challenges like today. So we have something going on in the Muslim community that I want to talk about because it is huge. And a lot of people wonder why sometimes I, I bring up this subject. I usually do it once or twice a year. And I usually do it at the, around the same time that I open some type of a free class or something for everyone. And so this year we're doing um, an interview challenge. And I'm doing it because of this. And let me explain to you some really hardcore statistics. And I want everybody to get how serious this is. Um, almost 50% of Muslim marriages are not working. Many Mashaykh, they're talking about this too. Like you have to understand, like all you have to think about also the, the community leaders who have to deal with all of us who just are not satisfied after we get married. And sometimes it is within many times, within a year or two of the marriage, people have that beautiful wedding, they feel excited, they get inside, and then with one or two years, it's destroyed. And that is a common epidemic right now. It is quite serious. Um, and the funny, not funny, haha funny, but funny enough, um, we have more quote unquote um, love or choice marriages then back in the day when they had more like arranged marriages and we've, you know, come to the understanding that those types of things without the girl's permission are totally not allowed in Islam. And so we've moved away from those, right? But we actually had less divorces than, than now. It's actually on the rise. And we're actually, um, if we look at the numbers, we might soon be worse than non-Muslims. So with that being said, let's look at what's happening here. So we have 50, almost 50% of Muslims getting divorced and 70% of the time, um, when we see divorces these days, um, women initiate the divorce and 90% of the time, if the woman has a college degree. Now think about that, those statistics and ask yourself, what does that mean about us as women? It means we're going into marriages and then we find ourselves unsatisfied. But why is that? I mean, we got a chance to ask the guy all the questions in the beginning, right? But did we ask the right questions? And so when I get, I mean, there's a, there's could be other things too, but there's so much that you can weed out prior to actually making the commitment. And that's what I want women to know. So I know a lot of people are taking a lot of advice from their friends, but your friends aren't married, <laughs> right? So taking it for people who have been married for quite a while, over two decades, it's a little bit better, right? I'm just going to be honest. And that's the way I've always taken my advice. I've always taken my advice from my teachers and leaders and things like that. So we're going to make this information totally accessible to you along with um, the master list of all these things. So if that is something 
that you are interested in getting a leg up to avoid that, then join us in the workshop. I'll put the link below and that's happening the 17th, 18th and 19th, but we're doing a bonus, actually three bonus lessons before. And I'll, like I said, along with the master list, we're going to give away a bunch of, uh, of the, the right questions to ask a whole bunch of other stuff. But when it gets to capacity, we're going to close it. So get your seat if you're serious. Um, and, and that's just what we have going on right now. The other thing is we have a series that's going on um, for parents on how the prophet, peace be upon him, dealt with children. So we're going to be flipping between helping the young unmarried ladies and the ladies who are married with children who need help and support with raising their kids. So that way you both get a beautiful series this June. And that's what we're really, really excited about. All right. So let's dive into some of what men like and men don't like. And again, I'm going to say this. These are not my personal opinions. These are from the voices of men. And as women, it's kind of like, remember back in the day, I don't know, oh my gosh, you guys are probably too young for this. But for those who can understand what I'm talking about, they used to have these quizzes. I mean, they because this is when people bought magazines. Like now everything's online, right? Um, I would sit in a doctor's office and I would pick up a magazine and in the magazine would be like, you know, 10 10 questions to find out if your husband's really attracted to you. Like they would always have these like quizzes and then you'd go in. And so, um, you know, I, it's almost like one of those, but this is based on like real information. This is not, I don't know how about that, but, um, today's podcast is based on real information, but, um, what do guys actually want according to what is being reported to us from all the different, um, apps. I'm talking about Muslim men specifically, but you know what the ironic thing is? So much of this is the same for non-Muslim men. And I know that, again, from looking at all the, the data and statistics from that as well. And it's really interesting. So I thought you might want to know because there's some things that us women are doing that are actually turning them off. And now I'm going to talk specifically to people who are not married, trying to get married. And when you go to do the sit down, some of the vibes are things that you might be saying that are totally making him go, mm you're not for me because I have a lot of women contact me and go, I try to talk to the guy. I just get into like, they have one or two problems. Either they get into um, a couple meetings, then the guy's not interested anymore and they don't know why, like they get ghosted or the guy just keeps talking to them. And you guys saw my my Instagram reel with Yasmin Majahid about the, he keeps the, the chit chatting and I totally agree. So um, that is very, very real that is happening. So we're going to give you some hints as to why that might be happening today when we talk about what guys like and what they don't like. So I am going to be going over exactly how to write questions and um, what to say, what not to say and everything inside the interview workshop. But I thought I would give you kind of like a sneak peek on the podcast as to a couple things of suggestions that I would give you as to be really, really careful with your vocabulary. And so what I want you to know is that this day and age, and I think we're all aware, is our women are pretty strong right? They're going to, a lot more of them are going to college, getting degrees. A lot of women who contact me, they're like 27 and now they're just going to start looking for marriage because they had gone to uni and they were, they finished their degree or they, you know, did their residence um, in, in, you know, whatever field of medicine they were trying to do. And they're ready to go. They're ready to get married. And they're coming to the table with men and they're getting um, what they feel is rejected. But what I would say is, I wonder if we're using the right words because words are powerful. And the interesting thing that I want women to know are a lot of times we're using words that men interpret in other ways. Now, let me give you an example, just a generic word that I've used before on the podcast and explain to you that this is a word 
that can have mean many things to many people. Let me, let me give you an example. Love. Hmm. How should someone show love to somebody else? That makes it even harder, right? Because then you're going to have your opinion. The girl next to you is going to have her opinion. I'm going to have my opinion. Like we could have that question thrown out to 15 people and get 15 answers. We can ask someone to define love. Like we could ask 100 people to define love and get 100 answers. So there's certain words that when we throw them out mean one thing to us and another thing to the guy. And I want to throw out one or two of those words today to give you an idea of some places we might not be giving the exact vibe or message that we mean. And guys might be like, ooh, mm, next. And they're not into it. And I want to show you what might be turning a guy off from you if you're trying to um, get an interview. Now, what I want to say, when I say turned off, I'm not talking about anything inappropriate here. Let me be clear. I'm talking about make him not interested in you and continue pursuing you in like a meeting or an interview or something because he's getting buzzwords that to him mean one thing while you might be meaning another. You ready? Okay. So... One thing that we find out a lot of women, when they go to talk to men, they want to make it clear to them how strong and independent they are, right? We are women that are educated now and, you know, more than usual or more than ever in the past. And, you know, we're breaking all types of stigmas and all this great stuff, right? But we're coming to the table and when we talk to him, we're talking to him as if we are (laughs) coming to him for a business meeting, as opposed to a marriage. Let me tell you what I mean. Like if I'm a woman and he's like, could you describe yourself? Right. You'll like, tell me something about you. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm strong. I'm independent. And I start going on and on about my career. I want to ask you a question, sis, as good and true as that might be. What, you know, no, even before we go into that question, let's talk about what the guy hears when he, when he hears that. When he hears independent. Like, what do you think you mean by independent, sis? It means what? It means like, you know, like having him is great, but you could hold your own. Like, you know, like that's usually what women kind of mean. Like, you know, I'm, I kind of like have my own goals in mind. I'm not going to like live off your goals. Like I got my own thing going on. That's what usually, usually most girls mean. Maybe it's slightly different for you, but that's what most, like I, I have some things that I'm doing in my life. Like I'm not going to sit here and blah, 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 and like wait for you to, you know, that's usually how women mean. But let me tell you what guys hear when they hear that. And this is from guys. This is from guys saying when they hear independent, they hear you don't need me. And so when a guy hears you're independent, he's like, what? You're good. You're so you're good. You're good without me. Oh, okay. Peace out. Right. So here's the thing. I know what we mean. But when we're throwing out terms like strong and independent, he's like, oh, and the reason that matters to him is because you have to understand guys and guys what they want. And they don't want women who are just like, they're just going to like lean over and like, you know, let them take advantage of them. That's not it. And I know that might be the case in some cultures, and I'm sorry for that. That's not Islamically sound. But what men generally want, and I'm talking about all men, this is not just Muslim men, is they really want to be needed. Now, there's going to be someone that's going to hear that and go, oh, he has issues. You know, I can't help him with his needs. I mean, you could do all that. But sis, I'm going to be honest with you. There's some things that are just human nature in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made men. And the last thing we need to do is criticize Allah's creation. 
he made women with certain needs. Women love to be loved. Women love to be cared for. It doesn't mean we're weak. There's going to be some women listening to the podcast like, oh, I don't need to be loved. I don't need to be cared for. Um, I would challenge that, just being dead honest. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what we understand of what we were told in the Quran and Sunnah and the Prophet, peace be upon him, and many, many examples of what we see in society. You could look to psychology. You could look to a gazillion just proofs of this, let's just say, is that women love to be loved and cared for. I mean, when a man takes care of her, and, and then these days, women kind of have this balance, right? Okay, I want to be loved and cared for, but I also want to like do my own thing. And that's okay, right? That's okay. But my point is when we're going to the guy in the interview and we're sitting down and we open our mouth to explain what we mean, he's hearing something else and he's turned off. So that is just one small example of how guys want to be needed. And we are showing them that we don't need them. We don't, we're not saying that, right? We're not saying, because if we didn't need them, why are we getting married, right? (laughs) We obviously need them at some level and they need us. And here's the thing, guys. Everybody these days are using the word like independent, strong. Guys, be honest, nobody's independent. No way. We are all um, interdependent and that's okay. And I remember back in the day when I was a kid, like people used to throw in the world like codependent. Oh, she's so codependent. He's so, they're always like, you know, needing each other. And by the way, let me just give a little, little hint to people who are less, um, knowledgeable about like the differences between Western and, and Islamic psychology. The Western psychology does not view relationships the same way we do in Islam. So be really careful who you listen to or get information from. Because, for example, if um, a woman is in need of her husband in uh, in Western psychology, they, they claim it as a negative, as codependent. Like she needs to be more independent of him and not rely on him. Where Islam, it's, it's not true. Islam says, oh, rely on him all you want. He, he has qawam over you. Like he has to do everything for you. You know what the funny thing is? In a good way. In a good way. Hold up. I remember I was in um, a school, I was in one of the, the places I worked in the schools back, back, back in the day. You know, I was a young, 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 young teacher uh, before I moved into other things. And um, I remember I used to sit down with my, my coworkers and they were many times non-Muslims because I get, you know, put in these places where in the non-Muslim environment. And they're always like complaining about all the bills they have to pay with their husbands and this and this and this and how this 50-50 and how he always has them. You know, he never helps them with this and that he's going on, on, on. And I'm always there just really quiet with my, like my hand on my, on my cheek, just listening. And they're like, Hey, you know, you're always pretty quiet about this. Like, you know, how do you feel about having to pay 50% with your husband? And how do you guys split the bills? I was like, we don't split bills. My husband pays for everything. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, in Islam, that's what he, that's what he does. He has to take care of me. They go, he has to take care of you, and they start laughing. They're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Um, they're like, you like what? Like he pays the house bills?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, what? they go, "Well, what about your clothes?" I go, "He buys them." They go, "What about your phone?" I go, "He pays for it." They go, and I go, "He he even bought me the phone that I have right here," and they're like, "They they go, he paid for." everything for you? What do you pay for? I go, well, um, well, I don't have to pay for anything, but because I know that it's hard for him, like I oftentimes will take on additional things sometimes or put, or I take my money and I put in savings or if the kids need something, like I know they want to have college eventually. I know that'd be hard for him, but he doesn't, he's not obligated. So like I try and 
I'll put things aside, but it's all like by my choice and it's actually considered sadaqah and uh, I'm going to get reward for it in heaven according to our religion because I don't really have to do that. They were dying. They were like, what? Can you get me a Muslim man? I'm divorcing my husband right now. And they were joking around. I was like, you guys are killing me. So I want to let you know, non-Muslims, if you actually tell them the deal that we have as women, they're very, very impressed. They're actually borderline jealous. So you have something that's very good. So when we talk about depending on each other, he's taking care of us. And so all he really wants is to feel respected for it and, and, and appreciate it. So here's what that might sound like. It might sound like, like, Hey honey, no, like I really, you know, I know it was hard for you. Cause he comes home through the, through the door, right? Really, really hard day. I really, really appreciate, you know, I know you're doing that for us. And I know it was a long commute because you sat home. Now women are going to be like, well, I sat home. I took care of the kids. I did this. It's not like I didn't do anything and I didn't get paid. Okay. No one's going there. We're always mad. <laughs> Why are we always mad? And we, we always feel slighted. We're always like, ah, okay. I want us to all just calm down, right? Because the prophet, peace be upon him, he didn't he didn't get agitated like that. Just, just stay cool with me here if that if that irked you. Um, the, the thing is, as we're going to men and we're going to the interview and we're going to, I want you to understand their mindset. They have a big job. They have to pay for everything. They have to take care of everything. All they want to know is that you're going to notice that they're doing that. And I know there's going to be some woman that's going to be like, oh, I have to like pat him on the back. I have to like give him a high five. That's his job. Okay, sis, like we all have jobs, like moms, right? Mom's job is to take care of the kids. It's dad's job too, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about the, the, the struggles of motherhood. Wouldn't you like some appreciation? You know how many mothers say motherhood? a thankless job because even mothers want to be thanked even though it's what they're supposed to do people want to be recognized for what they're doing now women i'm not saying we don't want to be recognized but i feel like we do handle it like a little bit better than men just because we kind of know it's just comes with the territory but men it's still super important to them so when they hear you talking about how independent you are how this or that that then it really makes them go oh she doesn't need me and if you're and if you're you're talking to them more like it's a business arrangement and it's all about your career i want us not to focus on career as much as we do in the interview i want it to be clear when we make our non-negotiables and i'm going to teach you how to make those but i want you to know we're making a lot of we could say that in a different way there's a better way to say that, okay? I'm going to be going into all those things, but there is a better way. So if you are wanting to convey your wants and needs, we're going to say that in a different way that is going to seem less threatening, more understanding of his, his role and appreciation of that role, but still letting him know our intentions and our needs and there's a balance, right? So I see a lot of women going one way or the other. And the reason I threw out those statistics in the beginning is this. 70% of the women are initiating the divorce. 90% if college degrees. We are not satisfied. We are the ones complaining most of the times. If you ask the Mashiach, it's not that the men never complain. Not saying that. Please don't hear me wrong. Look at the statistics. We're the ones initiating. We're done. Now, what I'm suggesting to women and what I keep trying to do here, which is why I'm trying to educate women, and especially with the podcast, is we need to just make really careful choices. Because one of the biggest problems for us as women is we suffer a lot in the divorce. I have a lot of women calling me suffering. They get the kids and all that stuff. And, and the problem now, too, is that men, 
men are kind of delaying marriage and women are delaying marriage because we're all hearing the horror stories. But guess what? Out of all the people that that struggled in their marriages when they when they surveyed the Muslim marriages, 80% of them had no education before getting married. That is huge. That says volumes. That speaks volumes. That says we weren't prepared. We didn't learn how to do this right. And that's all we're trying to do at Mindful Muslim is trying to make sure that women have a much better chance of staying married. Because the pain of the divorce and the after divorce of who's going to want me now, and now I have kids, now I have this extra layer of stress. The stress is huge. I had a sister call me the other day. Um, I can't tell you her name, obviously. Um, just crying uncontrollably. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm pretty good at helping people to calm down. But this particular sister was really, she, you could tell that she waited to the phone call with me to really let her feelings out because she had no one else to talk to about it. And I felt horrible because I hear her pain and I feel her pain. I feel it to her core. You can tell this is someone who's been crying a lot alone in their room. And at the end of the day, when we got to the bottom of it, she made all the wrong choices in the interview. There were a bunch of, I said, sis, can I just, can we just backtrack? I know we're talking about the divorce, but can we talk about how you got in the situation? I want to understand what happened. How did this happen? And when we did, she goes, well, I didn't really think to ask that. And I didn't think about doing this. And I didn't think about, and that was the problem. It's what we're not asking, or it's what we are asking in the wrong way. And I felt really bad for her because now she's like, now I'm back in my parents' house. My parents are horrible. That's why I tried to get married and leave. And I go, well, that's another problem right there. But okay. She's like, my ha- my home is like this. And, and, you know, so many women are running away from their homes because they don't like them. I'm just going to be real. They don't like their parents' way of dealing with them. And they are like, well, if I can get married, I'll have freedom and I'll get out. That's another issue because sometimes we attract other people and they're not what we think. Or sometimes we're, we're rushing at it so fast. We're bypassing red flags we're not seeing and we're not asking the right things because we're like, look, it's just, he looks good. Yep, it's going to work out. Yep. Like we're just a little bit rushy, rushy. So what I want to talk to you about in this podcast, and I want you to drive home here, are about two, three points. That's what I'm going to leave you with today. Number one is we're using words that men are interpreting another way. I'm going to be talking about more of these words in the, in the um, interview workshop. If you guys are in there, you'll get more. So no worries. But this is my, my little um, advice. Words that men don't hear the same way, like independence. They hear you don't need me. And we're like, no, why do you think I'm sitting at the table? I'm obviously trying to get married. They're like, no, you don't need me. So make sure we're using the right words and not words that are going to turn them off or run them out, right? Number two is we have to understand that men have certain particular things that make them feel wanted, just like things that make you feel wanted. There's nothing wrong with what men want and there's nothing wrong with what women want. Everybody just needs to be a bit more aware of what the other person wants so that we can satisfy each other's needs in a way that feels comfortable to us. We're not asking you to bend over backwards. We're not asking you to do things you don't want to do. Let's be super clear. There is a balance. So that's what we want you to do. We want you to find that balance, but we can't do that for you. You have to learn yourself. And, the, and I mean, when I say learn yourself, I'm not saying like send you off on your own. I'm saying if you want to learn 
we'll teach you. But either way, we can't like make that happen for you. You have to take the time, right? And a lot of people are really busy and I get it. I was reading this Instagram post the other day um, from a beautiful sister who I love and maybe she's listening to this podcast now. And she recently had a, a passing of her, um, her sister give her the highest ranks in Jannah. And she said, what I learned from the passing of my sister is stop. And she had like a, like a, like a sign for a signal for stopping on her Instagram post. She's like, stop, stop and pray, stop and reflect, stop and learn, stop. Do your life is not ever going to stop for you. And you're losing really important opportunities. And she felt like, you know, I can, I, I now know the importance of stopping and doing what I got to do and understanding like the world can wait. I need to take care of, of this and that. And so that's, I guess what we're saying here is, I mean, we can't, we can't do any of that for you. You have to make that choice. You have to be, you have to be concerned enough that your marriage could end up in divorce if you don't educate yourself. Cause that is the statistic. What I told you are the real statistics or you have to be like, you know what? Stop. I want better for myself. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to, and you know what? I think women don't make the connection, which is the last one I want to make for you is these moments right now are going to affect generations. It's, I don't want to put pressure on people, but now as a mother, I've had six kids that I've raised with stepkids. You know, I realize the brevity and it maybe young people won't until you get married and have kids, but people who are married right now and have kids and listen to this know what I mean. My choice to pick the wrong guy just gave my kid the wrong father. And just gave them years of pain of a man who blah, 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 blah. You get me? My choice to pick the wrong guy just put me in a really bad position where I, as a female, I'm going to get disrespected or undervalued. And then my kid's going to see that. And then my kid's going to be attracted to a guy who's going to undervalue them. Like you cycle interrupting is huge. And I realized that that's what I had to do. And a lot of you guys know my story with my, with, my, um, with my kids. My daughter, I cycle interrupted. I stopped all that. And I made sure I got married in the right way. She saw a healthy marriage. And then I used the same type of tactics, whatever, that I share in the workshop with my own children. And now they're happily married and they have their own husbands and they're good. But I had to take the time. I had to stop and I had to learn. And that's really, really critical. I want women to know. Unfortunately, things are really difficult out there, but it doesn't mean you can't have an amazing marriage and it doesn't mean you can't pick the right guy. You can, but what you have to do is you have to make sure you know how to do it. And knowing these words or not knowing these words are the right questions to ask or not to ask. And what about the answers to those? They're critical. Looking for the answers once you've asked the question. A lot of women are like, okay, let me tell you the thing that I'm worried about. People are like, oh, sis, give me the master list. I saw you had a reel on Instagram. Um, can you give me that list? Okay, so here's the thing. I hand over the list to you. I give this in, inside of the workshop. Huge master list, right? Give it to you. What happens? Like, do you know how to use that list? Because it's not just like, oh, I got the, I got the questions. Cool. All right, so question number one, and you just read it off. You have to be able to read the guy's answers. And that's, again, another skill set to learn. And these are not hard to learn. These are quick to learn, but people, people are too busy, right? Like I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how many women spend their time crying as opposed to living. The amount of women that I see hours and hours and years and years, some of them call me up. It's been five years. I'm divorced. I can't find someone else now, blah, blah, blah. I have problems. So um, divorce is not the end of the world, 
but it does pose unnecessary problems. If we can avoid those problems, let's do that, ladies. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for women. I want you to know that what guys want is they want to be appreciated and they want to feel you need them. And they want a lot more things. I'll talk all about that later. There's a ton more to tell you, but um, what they don't want is to feel like you don't need them, right? And you don't recognize the huge role that they have. And we can find a happy medium where he can feel appreciated and recognized. You can feel appreciated and recognized. Everybody can be happy with one another. But how do you do that? And that's what I want to talk to you guys more about. So inshallah ta'ala, the next episode we have on the podcast will be all about how the Prophet, peace be upon him, dealt with children. I'm going to be flipping between the two series. That way everybody gets a bit of what they want and need. But what I want you to know right now is if you're into learning more about this, just go in, in the um, link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram and I'll give you the link. But please, sis, take care to know what guys actually want and don't want and think about what that means for you and your choices and what you need to do to find the answers to have the best possible chance at finding the right guy. All right? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.